Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. He's trying to Turbo. fix the numbers. Turbo. He's trying, to fix it. trying to fix the numbers here. It doesn't work if you spit live. Someone who doesn't like Daredevil? Yeah, for someone who doesn't like Daredevil, I think you did a fantastic job. I think that's the benchmark of where you need to go up. Oh, he's you like- just sniffing up cookie dough butternut. Don't worry about that. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, I think I can stop bullets, Rick. Hey, they might cause some blood. Oh, only rainbows. Oh. If you're Deadpool. Oh, all right. Doing fuck it, right. it. We're going to do it live. Because right this is- here... On the Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers Triforce Podcast. You're goddamn right, because this is the 253rd podcast in the Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers Media Network. And of course, we are the Triforce Podcast, of course. I am your host, Matthew Buprell, the Matt Man. In the Purge Hanger Box, we have Christopher Bristow, the old man. We have our omnipotent presence that is Stephen Buprell, our big brother. On, and of course, yeah, our hero of time. Link Diablo, of course, our mascot. So he likes to be. <laughs> he likes he likes to let you know he's here. Yes. It's important. Ruff 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 ruff. Play on my tanger. Drive on lug. That's the wrong show. Yes, drive on lug nuts indeed. Now back to the first Mazda story again. I got it up here. Hold on. Welcome to there you go. And Mazda revives the spirit day. Oh, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. Oh, I thought we were. uh, We want you to hop on over here to our website, which of course is pjandwh.com. And you will find all the crazy, luggy, and nutty, and funny moments right up top here. And if you scroll down, you'll actually find the name of last week's Triforce podcast, Roy, Jeb, Ezekiel, and the Fantastic Four Squared. Where You're we doing had it, Roy. The Green Bean Cafe, where we interviewed those <laughs> folks in the beginning. And, of course, got right down into the new tight-knit, lug, uh, you know, real nerdy news aspect and of course the lug nuts podcast we just did is going to be coming but the last one we have up there is lightning vans hail hydrogen engines so you can check out big brother at the second tab of Walljanger gaming monday through friday from about three to five ish most days we just started I, I just we like the we. dog place yeah. Uh, we just started uh, Second Son. Moral participation. It's a really, yeah. He's, he's it is a very good game. It's a really good game. The visuals get better as you go. So. Yes, it does. Anything That was Insomniac, right? Anything I, Insomniac I've never done does. acid, but at the it's end good. when you got like every power and you're shooting color everywhere, I imagine that's got to be what it's like. <laughs> Close to it. <laughs> Giggity on the it is, um, it, it is. But it's an amazing. It, it's really good. It will throw you through a loop, I will say. I've, yep. I've played it at least once or maybe three times before. That's a little bit of a jump. From once do, to three times. You do times. a good one. Yeah. You do a bad one. Well, yeah, one all right. All right, that's true. Three. That's true. I like the good one. That's fair, you know. You I mean, because the, the endings are different. Because I just picked up Mass Effect Legendary Edition on sale on Steam. Um, and I started going through my good Commander Shepard. And, man, I love that game. It just, when they redid one, I was really nervous. But then when they p- extended it to put more time into it, um, the power is still kind of wonky with the right <laughs> bumper because I'm using the it's Xbox controller really on game. Steam. But taken into effect, I remember how, like, going back to it before any kind of, you know, 
remake, and it was not good. Remember when was you the, just would tell people like, "Look, uh, it's been too long since one, so just go two and three. No, no, I would tell people start at one, so you're not disappointed. Because then you like gain. There's a lot of import, important building to it because the, one oh, is amazing. Not only that, you get the backstory because yeah. you can change the whole. Yeah, because when universe. you start at the first one, the stuff you do influences the last game. You'll this see was the, same the first people game up. to this do was that. Revolutionary. So I, to kind of give you amazing. Context, um, sure. Mass Effect. Game, if you're wondering, was originally if it was not going to be a hit, they wanted to they it was they wanted a game where by beating Saren that would have been it. Yeah, if it wasn't like critically acclaimed. Yeah, they did it too. Yeah, they got it. Yeah. But um, the powers wheel and the like the radial wheel on the Xbox is still they were great kind of janky. Yeah. There are mods for the PC and Steam that you can get that kind of give you a, a more enhanced experience. So there's a T-shirt. There's mods for that. There's mods for that. Yeah. Um, I would highly recommend it because there there are certain things that are just uh, done better on PC. Yeah. Than on console, Legendary Edition Mass Effect is probably one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played it on the Xbox just because. I, I'm just used to that that control system. Well, now you're welcome. I played it. <laughs> so now you can play it on PC. <laughs> but I've already run through uh, Mass Effect like three times already on the Xbox. I have well, no desire to play it right now. You yeah, I have fourth it later like, on. The um, shit out of it back in the day and enjoyed it. I don't. I kind of don't want to go back. I don't want to go back it's, to Andromeda. It's no that one. All of that's all right. We can move on from Andromeda. It's worth going back playing the trilogy in the Legendary Edition because it is. Slightly more consolidated without the multiplayer. I'm so excited for the new one, though. Yeah. After just dipping my toes back into Mass Effect Jacuzzi, I'm just like, oh, this next one's going to be great. Like, if you put this much detail into these, oh, we're fine. Still not going to save that shit story of theirs. I'm going to highly recommend that you re-give Andromeda another go-through now that you touched on the Le- Legendary Edition. You want me to touch it again? Touch it again. I don't want to touch it. It wasn't fun the first time. Why would I want to touch it again? No, no. I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to Left you feeling all yeah. not I'm, right. I'm siding with our Iron Kelly on this one because... No, I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> no. No. Now, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I'm going to touch it. I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to touch <laughs> it. I'm going to do it. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. But I oh, did... Oh, boy. For a dollar. I did buy it for a do- well, a couple of dollars. But one other thing I want to touch in while we're in Projanger Corner here is breaking news, which is Norm MacDonald, stand-up comedian legend, actor extraordinaire, the only man to do deadpan, dry humor, so gut-wrenchingly funny. you haven't seen funny. his bit on, World War- on the Germans and World War II... <laughs> Please do yourself oh, a favor. You, you really he did where have not you been give, all your like, life? Because there were no. I should, like say, he, I should finish this statement that he passed away at 61 yeah, due to a private six-year battle with cancer. So yeah, really R.I.P., rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. Uh, we lost a truly great comedian. We lost an a, real, legend, a real legend. A real comedic legend. So this is if my comedy nerd coming out, but, man, we lost a good one. If you haven't seen his show on Netflix, it's. It's really hilarious. It's really good. 
He just made things so awkwardly funny. You couldn't yeah. help but laugh. Him doing the roasts was oh. priceless. Because he Hilarious. just went for it. He did not give a shit. If there was a bar there, he would skip over it. Like, Gilbert Gottfried would, would skip over a bar. He just hurtled the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then you look at, like, his legendary, you know, acting work it. with dirty work, mm-hmm. with art. Uh, yeah. Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live, man. He was the York. reason why you, you would go on there. Like, oh, well, they got Norm MacDonald on this, bitch. He was there forever. You got a lot yeah, of because work it was it was, uh, uh, what was, it was it? he uh, was the successor to Dennis Miller, the Adam Sandler movie. Um, fuck, he was with the, the rebooted cast. This is the new cast, Billy the Madison, new Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he was we in can Billy save Madison. It. I mean, he was also in uh, you know, Rob Schneider's The Animal too. Yeah, yeah. we don't have to talk about that. That was a shitty ass movie. But he had he also had a stint in, in you know his sitcom. Yeah, oh, Norm Macdonald shows. Yeah, he he, he was, had a lot, and like Big Brother was saying, it got on Netflix a little bit of the Norm Macdonald show, and it was so fantastic. Like you really, need to go on Netflix really and really relive Norm Macdonald, YouTube, anything to relive that comedy because it's like a a Mitch Hetberg going out to where you're like, fuck, man. He had Norm had a long career as compared mm-hmm. to Mitch, but you still knew like you were waiting for Norm to do the next thing. It was like, oh, shit, nobody, I, I don't think, like, anybody saw it, hence private battle with cancer. It's not private if it's on, like, the Times. Yeah. But, you know, big loss. Yeah, he, we was, he was one of those people that didn't care what anybody thought, and, and I think that kind of played into that private battle with cancer. Like, he's not one, he was never the one to for the what was me act. Oh, yeah, yeah no. No. That's why I wasn't surprised when I just heard, yeah, he went. Because that was Norm. He wasn't you know, out there like that, and he would go quietly. And, you and, know those and people. And that's part of the joke for him. It's just to be like, no no pumps and circumstance, no, none of that, and just be like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, so that's not ex- exactly why we come here. We come here because tonight, Hawkeyes jingles all the way. Neo has a pill habit. PlayStation surprises and much more on the Triforce podcast. And of course, we're going to hop over to our first story. Is it turbo time? It is not turbo time. It is Christopher Eccleson. I added this one at the last uh, minute. Yeah, you're because welcome, yes, You sent this one to me. The ninth doctor himself, Christopher Eccleson, is coming back for more Whovian adventures in audio form. Okay. There's actually a trailer below. Um, Christopher Eccleson will trailer once... for an audiobook? Oh yeah, man. Okay. There's always trailers. Christopher Eccleson will once again reprise his role hey. as the ninth doctor in another Doctor Who, the Ninth Adventures audio series. The actor reprised his role for the first time in fifteen years for the previous audio series, The Ninth Doctor Adventures Ravengers. The audio series is being produced. By Big Finish Productions, of course. And they will release the new series across four box sets in 2022 and 2023. There's even a teaser trailer we're seeing here, which is just kind of a, you know, gold intro for Doctor It's, it's like a Sliders-esque 
tunnel. Yeah, it was very nine, uh, very early two thousands that they took that right off of sliders, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Eccleston said in a statement, uh, just before Christmas in t- twenty twenty, I walked into a small recording studio. It's a really bad Christmas. It is in uh, an industri- like industrial estate in northern London. Me and the sound engineer looked at each other and we smiled, saying, "Let's go." And then I started playing the Ninth Doctor again, and I loved it. Uh, it's been one of the one of the greatest joys for me of the past year. It's a lovely way to do it. So I'm coming back to record more. It's one of those things where those Doctor Who, Cat and I have also have said it before, but those. Big finish audio adventures to where they're getting like all these previous doctors in there for these really interesting sounding stories. I kind of think that the ninth doctor being in there, I might have to tiptoe my little foot in that jacuzzi as well and start seeing what the audio adventures of Doctor Who are like, you know, see if it still captures that, you know, same kind of feel of the show. Um, I still have to get acclimated, so that's more your thing and then Kat's thing. But uh, but you are still watching it. I, I as far as slowly, a parent goes, slowly, slowly but surely, I am. Are you past acclimated. nine? No. Okay, so you're still in the thick of it. There. Yeah, I'll get there. Uh, Sean Ennis says, um, uh, "Two in the pink, one one in the stink." Oh. America and touch it. I completely, I'm sorry, Sean, but I can see you. I can see your chats there. We fixed it. We got the chat working, so I can see you when you guys actually comment. Sean, and it's a good old-fashioned America, indeed. So, well, not America, because it's Britain. I mean, but. Yeah, the BBC. It's America, America because we're profiting on it. <laughs> <laughs> the next story definitely up. screams America, because. It's a little bit British as well, but still so Captain in the same aspect because Haley Atwell, Captain Carter, is cast as Lara Croft in Netflix's Tomb Raider anime. Uh, okay. I'll allow it. So Netflix announced it was developing an animated Tomb Raider series back in January. and Now we know it will be an anime and who will be voicing it but Lara, uh, for Lara Croft, but Haley Atwell. Those roles include portraying Agent Peggy Carter in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Everybody knows where she's from by now. Um, Netflix still hasn't divulged plot details or a premiere date, but confirms Lara's next adventure takes place after the events of Crystal Dynamics' Tomb Raider reboot trilogy, which concluded with 2018's Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Atwell will be the third actress to portray this version of Lara Croft, following Camilla London, uh, Lundington who voiced Lara in the reboot trilogy, and Alicia Vilkander, who portrayed a live-action take yeah, on her in the modernized Lara 2018 Tomb Raider film. So we're getting another Tomb Raider. I wouldn't even mind her as a live-action Tomb Raider. Didn't mention the first one. Oh, Angelina Jolie? She yeah. played her once. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, a couple decades that, ago. It's it okay. Good. She did two movies, I believe. You know, oh, you can keep two? doing Lara Croft until they get it right. Oh, yeah, there were two. Because it's Indiana Jones, but rich female archaeologist. That's it. Okay. Keep on keep on saving yourself there, there brother. Keep I'm just saying, it's a good premise. I, I've loved the Tomb Raider franchise it, it since did it come came out. out. It did come out in a time where there was nothing but male 
video game heroes. And yeah. She was one of the first. I don't. Who, what other f- female video game? Miss Pac Man. Uh, yeah. Samus Aran. Samus right. Aran. And then you had uh, Chun Li from Street Fighter. Yeah, Chun Li, okay. Street Fighter. That's yeah. three. And oh, so what there's was not the, many. The Russian chick who was in not, the, uh, biki- the One Piece bikini. Oh, out of where they're the main playable what, character. Ivy from Soul Calibur? Street Fighter. She was in the fighting. Green One Piece bikini and the Russian. Uh, yeah, the Russian. Ad. Oh, that's Cammy. That's Cammy. Yeah. But she was not in the original OG Street Fighter. She was just super Street Fighter. (laughs) He's trying to fix the numbers. He's trying to fix the numbers here. It doesn't work if you spit logic. (laughs) (laughs) We will have no reason here. Trying to rig the numbers, damn it. Um, But no, but it's still one of those things that I like to... I'd like the premise of an anime Tomb Raider because there's a certain fresh look from anime that all these modern people that we see like, uh, oh, I don't know, Disney with the Marvel and Star Wars franchise taking a little inspiration off that. Not necessarily anime with uh, Marvel, but definitely with Star Wars. They have Visions coming out, I think, later this month, and we're going to see more anime and more companies going towards that because Netflix is already full bore into it. So... People realize that this is an untapped market, so we're going to see a lot more impressive stuff like this, like big names like Haley Atwell attaching on to anime. Um, I mean, she did. She knocked it out of the park with with the, uh, you know, Captain Carter and what if. Oh, so. absolutely, yeah. And the mid season um, trailer for that came out, pretty much linking what everybody knew. They were going to link up. It's not just an anthology; they're linking up some of these heroes together. And they're like, mm-hmm. "All right, now you're going to save the multiverse. Get at it." So that's where we're going with that. But she's still a part of that, man. Just like Chadwick Boseman with the Star-Lord T'Challa. That's a character they're bringing into it. You see in the mid-season trailer. So I'm liking what that is going. And that is also where entertainment is going. Because that's canon in the MCU. These versions of that we can possibly see. And even, I don't know, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. We see in the mid-season trailer they have... um, they have uh, doctors, the two Doctor Stranges meeting up okay. in Evil and a Good. So that's right in line with what you kind of felt like. If you're going into the multiverse, Doctor Strange, you're going to meet yourself. And it's not, and it's going to be like, you may Kang. not like it. Not all of you. You're not going to like all of yourselves. Like, I guarantee you, I walk in the multiverse, I'm going to punch myself in the face a lot. Sometimes twice. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, mm, man, what did you do? No, you get a pass. No, fuck you. <laughs> be like that scene in uh, uh, Half Baked. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. So we'll have to see how <laughs> Tomb Raider. Remember that? Uh, we'll have to oh, see yeah. how that turns right. out. Um, but with such stuff like live action Pokemon series and Dragon Age shows coming out in Netflix era, as well as the stuff they're doing with uh, Witcher anime and Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon anime, there's a lot of different premises that are coming out here. You know, like Far Cry. They've had a, you've been going through the Far Cry series, Big Brother. What would you think about like a nice animated adventure of like Far Cry? Yeah. Uh, if you do it right, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't necessarily think they need to do one. I mean, if they're going to do, I mean, there's a there's so many other things you could do, like live action Pokemon, Dragon Age. I see those; those make sense. 
Far Cry. Eh. Far Cry was in like the original iteration was 2004, 2005. Um, on I mean, PC. why not Crisis? Same thing, though. They were. I'd be crisis. kind of slightly happier if it was Crisis because I feel like Crisis is mainly shit on because you can't, most people can't, couldn't run it. Yeah, because that that was the <laughs> benchmark when I was selling it. This this computer will run Crisis. <laughs> oh my god, I'm buying it now. And that was still the benchmark for going for like five years later. Yes, it will run Crisis. Oh, well, then you got like uh, Witcher Three Wild Hunt. That was a benchmark for some people just because of how intense that game was. And that's where a lot of the modding community started off with this 4K stuff. They were like, all right, let's hop into Witcher and see how beautiful we can make it. Because we got a slew of those videos. Yeah, if you look at compared to Witcher 2 to Witcher 3, it is night and day. I can't play <laughs> the first two Witcher. I tried. I have. We got them on the fucking library. I can't do it. I got it, it through is, like maybe a couple bad. missions where I was like, I would just rather play Witcher 3. I've played the beginning of Witcher 3 so many times. Which, speaking of which, speaking of Witcher 3, Haley Atwood would make a good Yennefer. Yes, that's great. Cast. Anyway, that's a way to segue back into the story. It's a great way to segue back into what the story? Marvel story, which is our next one, because Hawkeye trailer drops promising us a Merry Christmas. Because Clint Barton... Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Clint Barton <laughs> made a lot of enemies in the time between Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, if you don't imagine so. Probably rewatch those movies. And in the new Hawkeye trailer for Disney+, Plus, just about all of them have gathered in New York to stop him from getting home to his family in time for Christmas. So, Jingle All the Way meets Avengers. Okay. He's not going to say I swear to God, if he's going out for a toy, I'm just leaving the living room because this is a Disney Plus. Actually, it's just a retelling of Home Alone. (laughs) Mommy left him here, and he's got to make do till Mommy comes back. Yeah. That might not be the actual. Not really, but. If if, uh, Schwarzenegger just shows as a cameo, I would be happy. (laughs) <laughs> so in, in the turbo in the turbo man costume, yes be great. turbo man needs to be in the mcu even if it's just for a brief cost he could be like a cosplay guy on the way back yeah, just stopping just the guy you know like, like hey you like, can't go that way i'm turbo television. man really drunk frat boy it's in a turbo, turbo man costume. yeah so, uh, oh, the MCU. Uh, are they actually going to release this one, or are they going to wait three years and then tell oh, us? Oh, no, it's coming November, it? man. Really? It's coming yeah, November. S- seeing's believe. This November, Clint is on the run, but Haley Seinfeld's uh, new character, Kate Bishop, is in the spotlight. According to reports, Clint will also spend the series training Kate Bishop, played by Dickinson, and spe- Edge of 17's Haley Seinfeld, uh, Clint is training Kate to take the mantle of Hawkeye, and she's probably an important part of the future of the MCU. <laughs> Hawkeye will also star Florence Plogue, who returns from Black Widow as Yelena Belanov, uh, as uh, we saw during the post credit scenes of Black Widow. She has a bone to pick with Hawkeye. And wow. there are rumors that one Mr. Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. the Kingpin, really? Kingpin, will be 
a.k.a. Vincent D'Onofrio from the fucking Daredevil's Netflix series, will be reprising his role as He's really the only reason to watch Daredevil. I mean, not for Daredevil. And he's the only reason you're going to want to tune in November 24th because the prospect of him in the MCU is so good. Nobody, I I mean, not that I'm going to say Michael Clark Duncan didn't do a good job. I'll say it. Or imply it. But it, it wasn't be the great. fact that I don't like Daredevil. But also, you had, uh, I would really love to see, like, Ben Affleck make an appearance as Daredevil in, like, Marvel. Oh, that'd Madness. be great. That'd be so great. And that shitty, like, overly, pl- really hard rubber plastic suit. You know, I didn't think the movie was that bad. For someone it, it who doesn't great. like Daredevil? Yeah, for someone who doesn't like Daredevil, I think he did a fantastic job. I think that's the benchmark of where you need to go up. <laughs> he actually said that in an interview that he looked at Daredevil. He's like, why did I produce that shit? I didn't. I watched it many, many years Who did ago. it worse, him or Ryan Reynolds with Green Lantern? Because yeah, Ryan Reynolds after- fucked up Green Lantern and Deadpool for a while. He got to, you know, redo Deadpool because of literally the fan trailer he leaked. But, you know, I'm not mad at the that. Ironic, the ironic thing is that he did Deadpool first, then went to Green Lantern thinking he was going to save that one. And that was going to be his, you know, his snarky character. And then went back to Deadpool. When in turn, it comes back to Deadpool. So, yeah. Ryan Reynolds has That's some what redemption, they do. but Ignore Affleck, that Affleck said the reason why he went went and took the role of Batman is because he hated his role as Daredevil. Yeah, it, hatred, it, so, good, good. So it's kind of like that whole, hatred. It's it's kind of it's kind of like I'm not a if, Seth Mark. If we did, if if we didn't get his version of Daredevil, we would have not never got Batman. That's true. We, never, we, we would have never got Batfleck. Yeah, that's true. You got to go through the hard times to get to the great times. Because like the doctor says, the war doctor that is, great men are forged in fire. It is the privilege of lesser men to light the flames. So on that note, we will see Hawkeye light the flame for Haley Atwell on November 24th on the Disney Plus. It will run for eight on episodes. So they'll probably go for, like, a little bit longer here, a little bit shorter here, a little bit longer here. They'll just kind of do that Mandalorian tango to equal the six hours. Because all these series are going to just be six hours of content. So they're just going to be dick-teasing you the whole way. Giggity. But somebody else who is teasing something we may not want is this next story. Because the Batman's Colin Farrell's Penguin... He's getting an HBO Max spinoff series. Do we really need it? No. But, I mean, that is a very convincing... But you're getting it anyway, and you're going to like it. It's a very convincing penguin, and I'm sorry, he's already gone method, so you're going to get this for the next five, six years. Okay. (laughs) He's already... He's already... You got to do, bro. He's already Oswald Cobblepot. I'm sorry. There's no pulling out. You can't can't undo the method. We're in Andy Kaufman mode here. He's gone. So, so Wu Tang ain't, ain't pulling out. Yeah. Um, Matt Reeves, the Batman, focuses on Colin Farrell's Penguin, is getting a 
the works for HBO Max. He's getting his own series. The Batman is still a few months away, but it has been known that Warner Brothers is already developing at least one spinoff for the HBO Maxes with that series, which was Gotham PD, which also promises to be unlike any Gotham show you've seen before. Yeah, because it's going to be exactly like the 9-9. It's going to be <laughs> completely different from any cop show you've ever seen before. That's what they're going with. Okay. All right. What, murder? How? Cop stuff. Uh, like, uh, like well, we've gotten so much regurgitated cop stuff over the... You're going to pick one spot on the floor that nobody's puked at and say, that's where we are. Yeah, but they're going to make the puke look way better than everybody else. You don't understand. Technicolored puke. Yeah, it's going to be like... I consider that a win. It'll be like <laughs> the best you've ever seen. The puke comes be- comes out in like It'll pixelated sparkle eight and bit. make you a millionaire. And eight part roses. The pixelated eight big sparkling blocks. Like, oh, yeah. like, like I'm gonna bottle this up and sell it on the internet. Yeah, and it does windows too. <laughs> like, all right. Um, Bing da boom 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 boom. It's like an uh, an uh, what's the amiibo that you get for Nintendo? It's like that little puke. You just put it into your computer and then it's on Minecraft. Like. Bleh. Got the Technicolor puke, little blocks. I think we just need. It's to the next level story. of NFT. I just started a whole other market. There's, there's probably already a, a uh, probably. It's a lot more interesting than Colin Farrell's Penguin. I mean, I know we haven't seen the movie yet, but Gotham on Fox already did that. They gave us a good Penguin, but they gave us like three people who were essentially like different iterations of the Joker on that same show. So you see what happens. You say NFT, you start blurring into the matrix. And and, uh, now we have to buy your digital real estate because you keep on going out of focus. Oh, do I? Yeah, fuck it. But that's what you get when you do it live. So they're saying this is going to be like a Scarface-like experience. Okay. Does that redeem it any for you? Well, I'll have to watch it first. Will it have the cocaine? I mean, that'd be great if they did. It's DC, so you never know. They probably just won't tell you it's cocaine. Oh, he's just sniffing up cookie dough butternut. Don't worry about that. Only if he eats the set like Pacino did. (laughs) Movie. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Oswald's hot just dipping his head into a pile of cocaine. Well, that would explain why the nose gets so irritated. (laughs) He has the fucking nose. And he does have the nose. You see it right there. And then you just see a little cocaine on that nose like, God damn you, Batman! Because that could have just been bone rot and it just grew out, you know? Yeah. Just chips off a little bit and snorts it. That's how he stores his cocaine in his nose. It's a beak. segue, but you'll see Batman currently scheduled to hit theaters March 24th. Uh, you you need to play the disclaimer comment right now. That's that's what you need to play. That's what you need to play because we are on part. Why uh, Mr. Matman here is She's not here reflective of the rest of us, nor the bridge hangers and wall hangers in general. Yeah, cat's no but longer with you, us. She's going to another place. It's called Comic Con. Yeah, there. I tell you who else has a drug habit. That's this next story, because cool. the Matrix. Resurrections dropped their first trailer since our last podcast. Got the trailer below. Oh, um, trailer was so good. Yeah, this trailer is. Is this it's the amazing. trailer? Or is this yeah, amazing? this is the trailer. You did they? Oh, I can't maximize. Yeah, it's one of damn those. It? It's one it's of a those. Predacon. Damn yeah, it! In disguise, but the Matrix Four, aka 
The Matrix Resurrections got its first trailer on Thursday, giving us hints about what became of Neo, uh, Keanu Reeves, Neo, and Carrie Ann Moss's Trinity in so the wake of the 2003 Matrix Revolutions. Does this Matrix make the video game not canon anymore? No, I think they were, that's like, this is even emphasizing that. I think I read somewhere online, but that this might is post-video game, so. Yeah. Cool. So, The Matrix Revolutions, we all saw that one. This is where this is picking up off of. And it's Bunch of blue all to the tune of Jeff, uh, Jefferson Airplane, White Rabbit. So, there's yeah, that, that nice that, little was, that was a oh, trope. Yeah, that really was a trope in the first one, Follow the White Rabbit. Yeah, and yeah. you see a whole bunch of like little things, like the blue pills here. He's putting in the fucking sink. This you hear same, Trinity's uh, voice same directors? Uh, Lana Wachowski, yeah. I don't care what gender they are. They have good shit. The fourth movie in the Mort- Mate- Mortrix, that's like Morty as Keanu Reeves' character. Ah, jeez. Ah, I think I can stop bullets, Rick. Hold on. What was the... the but, but the Rick, you're the uh, one. <laughs> I got a... They just have so many different Easter eggs, I feel, from the other movies. Like, right here. You don't get Lawrence Fishburne in yeah, this trailer. Yeah, where's Lawrence Fishburne? Where's Larry? You got, you got Jeb. Jeb. You know? Jeb could be cool, too. Jeb could be cool. Hey, kid. Hi. Sup, buddy? Give me a one punch. One punch. One punch. punch. So we will see Matrix uh, hit the theaters and HBO Max on December 22nd. So this is probably going to be one of the last movies you're going to be seeing on the HBO Maxes as well as in theaters. HBO is really dedicated to this, and I love them for it. I can't wait. We got Suicide Squad, and that was an amazing movie. Now we get Matrix. You're, you're doing the we Lord's work. We seriously wanted this for you. And you too, man. Up in that box, I see you, MVP. Um, the official site, uh, site teased the trailer on Tuesday, inviting you to take part in the red or blue pill. <laughs> Depending on your choice, at the time of day, you'd be treated to a different footage of the sci-fi adventure, which I thought was cool. So essentially, there's a red pill trailer. And a blue pill trailer. I wonder if those are different sushi recipes on the scroll this time, or if it's just like the same sushi recipes in Japanese. Well, you're going to have to learn Japanese. You have till December. I there's feel a pro- there's a problem with that little statement because I feel we Reddit to, already figured it out. Oh, good. Remember well, when we went to Hibachi, they didn't have a sushi chef. <laughs> Yeah, there's a sushi chef shortage in so this country, and that's what we really need. Hibachi's to talk about. is not the answer, but Reddit may already have solved it. Ooh, okay. Reddit, give yeah. me some sushi. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Tell me the tell me the story. Is that yeah? The next transition. Well, no. Well, that well, it can be. I mean, you can sushi up okay. and enjoy sushi this. up to this next story, <laughs> which is I'll, I'll take the California roll, please. Are coming up after a message from our sponsor. Welcome back. There are no sponsors. But we do want to highlight Big Teeth Graphics and our man Frank One Punch Percy. Of course, he's Sack big, of potatoes, Mark. Sack of potatoes. Big Teeth Graphics. He's out there in, doing the con circuit right now. So look out for Frank Percy. Walk up to him. Say, hey, I'm a Purjangers and Wallingers fan. He'll say, did they let you out? Oh, God. I won't tell him you escaped. Something funny. He's a great dude. He's Probably done Punisher. War- well, no, that. He, well, I'd be impressed if he did. Um, it means he's watching. Um, but he's always watching. <laughs> we see. I could we got, get him mixed up with someone else. Yeah, 
So, I mean, we got big teeth graphics up here because we want to highlight some of the work he's doing. He's working on Caribe the Hunted, which is up, I promise you, I've seen a little bit where he's going with this. This is going to be an amazing comic book once he gets this all out. Obviously, he's doing the volumes and stuff, and now we're incepting. Not but not anymore. Da, 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 da. So, um, we want to always highlight the people who out there that you want to look at, especially Frank Percy. We have our next story that I wanted to highlight because even though we just mentioned about something he wanted to do last week, that sounded crazy. This week, it doesn't seem so crazy. Get ready for a lot of dialogue. Hideo Kojima wants to make a game no. that changes based on who's playing. In a recent interview... Bet you it involves a lot of dialogue. Hideo Kojima expressed an interest in developing a game that can change the real time based on a change in real time based on the player's location and other factors. The legendary Metal Gear Solid creator is, of course, no stranger to producing experiences that adapt to certain circumstances revolving around the player. This would be the next level for him, which you can't really argue. Getting No more pizza delivery games, okay? Can we do that? Unless you have a pizza delivery driver. No. No. Playing the game. No. Then it's going to be back, a pizza delivery I'll go game back and him. play Vice City and do that instead. <laughs> That was a lot more entertaining way of doing it. Very yeah. frustrating experience, but I got the fucking pizza, whatever the hell you get. <laughs> for that was one of those first games that you like that I've really paid attention. Like where you, but there's certain things like the infinite hell. Well, no, you got it running. You, you got to the hundred percent because I, you were like, dude, come here, and it was oh, yeah, I've I completed Vice City, and all shirt. I got is this stupid fucking T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> fucking shirt. After the fucking helicopter mission and everything. With Hideo Kojima's idea here, we wouldn't have never played that mission. It would have been something different. Speaking, yeah, it would have been a lot of dialogue. We'd <laughs> still be listening. Not to if them. it's changing, de- yeah, dependent yeah, on the yeah, person yeah. that's doing it. He's gonna maybe finally let you skip those yeah, dialogue I don't, sequences. It, yeah, okay. It's Japanese. He can shorten that shit up, man. Oh yeah. Well, I'm not an expert on Japanese, so. I mean, you you would need a translator. Yeah, we already went through that with the Star Wars visions. Yeah, so let's not let's not throw people on carts and, and speaking and with Japanese publication Anna. Say I predicted the Integra and gonna predict this one too. <laughs> and answered a question about his plans for further invo- evolving the types of games he produces. He says, Long "What <laughs> what I want to do is make games that change in real time." Uh, then he described. Mm-hmm. A scenario wherein people from all walks of life experience a title differently, depending on where they live and how they feel about it. He went on to, uh, again to say, "Why are you?" Wasn't there a that? Dragon Age game like this where you picked a different character and you started a different, complete story? There was like a yeah, Origin. Yeah, Origin was like was that. A, that was uh, a great game. Wind or and a uh, Bigfoot or whatever the hell they have going on over there. He went on to say that this is essentially like the something dark spawn, he, yeah. he's trying right, to do whatever. in a pa- he tried to do in a past project called uh, Bowtie Boktai. The sun is in your hand, which that's why you have melanoma really bad around here, here, especially around here. But 
Um, See a dermatologist. Just a, just a bit ashy. <laughs> a smidge. Get some, you know, gold bond healing medi- uh, lotion. That shit it will right be up. the most awkward video call you've ever had. For real. <laughs> the sun is in your hand. Is a portable Game Boy Advance title, which really, if you have that nuclear-powered Game Boy Advance, you you, you don't want to play that game. I wouldn't risk it. For more than three seconds. <laughs> With the sun sensor and clock, the amount of light from the sun is reflected in the game oh, to no. defeat vampires. <laughs> no, so I the change depends on when you play. So if you play at night, you're fucked. If you play during the day, so, so, you're so okay. So you mean Unless to tell me you when you're clearing the, the lines in Tetris... It's also, like, melting away your hands. This kind of makes it seem like he wants to do Animal Crossing next. Is that what I'm picking up? Well, that's... Hideo Kojima Animal Crossing? Yeah, but as you uh, harvest each vegetable, you have to have a a 45-minute-long dialogue (laughs) about the meaning of this potato. You've got to have the backstory of planting the tree. Did the potato love the water enough? Or or why why that seashell is selling to Tom Nook and you're worried about that crooked motherfucker? (laughs) Yes. That's another three-hour conversation. And then you're allowed to That's a side cut scene that you can't skip through. Yeah, that's can't setting up none of plot, it. motherfucker. You can't skip that scene. It's important to the story, Look, dude. I just want to shoot some shit and not think when I come home from work. That's all I'm really thinking about. I'm not thinking about. It. I don't want to listen to your story. I'm sorry. Why can't he just go into like actual cinema? I don't know. He wants to make the. It's definitely because I don't have form. 27 hours to sit through a movie. That's why. But this is where you can tell of like, I mean, like an art. Video game fan, I'm going to make that a thing. I guess that's because not me. it's a person who's looking at like the artistic stylings that he's doing. He is doing amazing stuff. Could it's you, just oh I don't God. think anybody on this podcast right now could literally sit if he paid us, honestly sit through an entire Hideo Kojima game in one sitting. I'm sorry, I didn't even get through the name of the game. So, so wow. could like, could you could you imagine? I started playing could... Mass Effect, mind you, and all of a sudden I transported to one o'clock. By the time I made it to the Citadel, that that's how quickly a game can go. You could... feel every minute of a Hideo Kojima game when you hit dialogue. Tick. That's like L.A. So, traffic. Could you imagine Fuck. if he took the reins yeah. of a Dragon Age or a Mass Effect? Oh, love it. Please, no. Those games no. are already long as it is. Could you imagine that, like, like, you have to times it by five the amount of hours that you would be putting into that game? How many hard drives did you take to download the new Hideo Kojima game? Like, dude, I, I had three, five, uh, five terabyte hard drives. I bought three still, five terabyte I'm hard drives. I'm still downloading on my, on my fifth one. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Stop with the dialogue. Well, We've never had a start releasing it in before. seasons. And this be said, I'm a story fan, dude. I, I play certain video games for the story, but you're talking me to death. Sometimes I play the game for the ability to skip the story. Yeah. That's the only reason I play. You know what would make the game, his games more functional would be having, having the story while you're completing the mission play in the upper right-hand corner. Like the conversations, having that play in the upper right-hand corner, I don't know, like a video call. And then just so you can see the backstory and hear it and, 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 
But then you're not fully appreciating all the dialogue that he painstakingly put into it. Sir. I put it up, to be honest with you. I and that's cultural misappropriation. The X. I just mute and hit the X button. Or so you're, you're just doing, uh, you're just doing Chappelle and say, fuck him. That's why. Yeah, pretty much. It's but pretty, it's, it's a look, nice I don't mean right to there. shit on the man because he's done some legendary stuff. It's just some of it is a little bit too long-winded. Metal Gear Solid 3 will forever go down as one of the most legendary games ever. Yes. I, I tapped out at Snake Eater. Snake! There was one particular dialogue. I'm like, that's it. I'm out. And yeah, that, that was three. Back. That was three. But the one thing I want to stress here is we want you to be more like our next story. I am so excited for this. Because boys. there will be a lot of boys. God of War Ragnarok drops its first that, trailer below. Okay. Trailer is not that one. There we go. Ironically, will it be on a Wednesday? I don't know. Um, it may be on that a would Thursday. Be a nice tie-in. That would be a nice tie-in if it was on a Wednesday because it is Atreus is Loki. Yeah, the trailer uh, opens yeah, here so, with you know. Atreus approaching Kratos in a cave discussing the prophecy of Ragnarok, and his identity is Loki. We just said it. Um, he seems to want to help people and has ma- uh, matured clearly, you know, because that's what Loki did in the MCU. This Loki is clearly the same. As he appears to uh, to be a few years older, he even asked Kratos at one point if war with Asgard is what his mother wanted, to which Kratos gets angry. Overall, the no. trailer seems to show them on a quest for a very important ally, the Norse god of war, Tyre. Tyre. Tyr? Tyr, there you go. Tyr. Um, beyond that, the trailer shows Kratos and Atreus in combat as well as riding dog sleds. Overall, it's as immense as many hoped. Was that and, a head sitting on a desk? Yes. Walking? Okay. And while no word of God of War Ragnarok release date was mentioned, things seemed to bode well for 2022. Outside the trailer, though, Santa Monica Studios would go on to confirm a few more details for the upcoming game. Uh, the game will also feature a new runes and abilities, likely... To- and you could take the goat head person with you. Wow, yeah. all right, I'm sold. Likely for both God of War's he Ragnarok... hilarious in the first game. Kratos and Atreus, okay. and players will be able to visit all nine realms in the game. Indeed, while fans have been waiting for quite some time for this trailer, and there's still a ton of questions, it's hard to imagine how it, uh, how its first official showing could have been any better. Because we see the Blades of Chaos here. We see a lot of stuff that if, you're, if you've even played a God of War game, you get excited, especially for Fat Thor here. Because imagine if they had fucking... Chris Helmsworth of Fat Thor versus this Fat Thor? That would be a... I don't know. The, Ultimate the, Lebowski! The... the <laughs> which I, I would say would Mjolnir would get win, confused? Though. Like, hang on, wait, which one? Is, is that... Is yours... Which no, one? No, because they're, they're in different universes. They would, they would oblige the... the what if both the of them universe. are worthy? Doesn't matter whether they're worthy. They, they might have different the criteria the universe. per universe. Mm, yeah, like Infinity so you Stones. Don't well, not like Infinity Stones, like the TV. But I would, I would say, I would say this universe's Thor. It they're more vicious. Oh yeah, they're more along the lines of Norse mythology because 
Norse mythology, Thor, he just fucking loved killing. <laughs> he loved killing and, mm-hmm. you know, just very Viking stuff, you know? He loved war. He loved, you know, thunder, apparently. Death, Ale. Death, death carnage. All that stuff. So where I love the fact that God of War and, you know, it's always been this legendary series. But they are saying that this is going to be, a, yeah, this is going to be the last one. I'm pretty sure. And then if, they can at, go at on At least to this storyline, yeah. You can go on to different stuff, too, after this. Well, they can still this continue the be, series. Uh, it's just, one? you know, the, the story of Kratos has kind of come to a a dramatic conclusion because of you saw how he was incepted as the god of war yeah, and how, how he became the god of war in, you know, in Greece. And then how he and dethroned then, all of Olympus. <laughs> pretty much. And then he wanted to escape that life and came over. So now you have... Thor and Odin and yeah, you know Balder, and him just wanting to want to want to live a solitude life, and it just by chance Balder got heard that he was here, and you know Thor sent him down, and Odin sent him down. That's such a Norse god thing to do. Yeah, go check it out. Go take go take a look. See what he's yeah, you you don't you yeah. can't die. Go check it out. You know, it's the the it's game. A I legendary will, it, franchise. It is amazing. And if you're a fan of this, uh, of just the the Norse mythology and Greek mythology, I highly recommend you play this game because it will give you through a much better appreciation. Yeah, through and through. Just because I mean, we, we 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 you know we covered the original God of War on PS4. Yeah, and it won Game of the Year. Yeah, all the way around because yeah. of that comment that you said, "God of Awards aside." Yeah. <laughs> so we have I some good taglines here. <laughs> check out the, the comments on YouTube for the title of this one. But the the I'm opening right scene of the original game uh, of the original PS4 game will tug at your heartstrings, and it kind of sets the tone of where you have to go. So oh, especially play, what happens to his first family, like that is not Reed Richards. There, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Kratos no. is no Reed Richards. That's another shirt. No, no, no Fantastic Four squared here. <laughs> no, but. Something that got fans equally titillated about. Well, that's the next story. Because we see another trailer, part of PlayStation's big extravaganza, which is a teaser trailer nonetheless. But it still got fans excited because Knights of the Old Republic remake has finally been announced, fans. Uh, while the teaser trailer was just brief, clocking in at just over a minute, it did offer a silhouette of Dark Revan as his character seemingly uh, a Bastila soliloquies about the Sith. The trailer then shows Reverin igniting his lightsaber, giggity, illuminating himself, you know, and giving a look at his mask. The trailer flashes uh, the remake's logo before stating a legend remade for PlayStation 5. And PC, because PC it is, is awesome. an amazing piece. Of course, it's coming to PC. PlayStation and PC are buddies right now. Like, yeah, it's coming to you eventually, buddy. Yeah, don't worry. A, don't worry. It is a. It will come to Xbox. It's just on a time. It's on a time exclusivity deal. With yeah, twenty years later, you guys will play it. But it will already be. Yeah, you know, you know, twenty years before PlayStation didn't have it, so it was like it's kind of 
self-serving. But here's the thing, man. Knights of the Old Republic, fans have been clamoring for it. Now we're getting a remake. Now what do you want remade? I want them to Final Fantasy 15 this bitch and get rid of the turn-based style <laughs> combat. You can, however, go with more of like an XCOM or even Midnight Suns feel. To the, where the, the reason why they're doing this is because Mass Effect did so well. Bioware yeah. to Bioware. Well, yeah, so all if right. They use they could they could potentially potentially use the same action engine that Bio, that uh, Mass Effect did. Well, they could and, even use the same engine that they're using with fucking uh you know combat system wise that they're using with uh the old Republic MMO. Um, to a point to where. You have at least models to where, you know, all right, lightsaber swing, lightsaber swing. We'll add a different character body on here. Okay, now we can start making a different thing. They're, they're still very there, well entrenched enough, in the knowledge of how to make a Star Wars game. There's enough UI and assets in, in you know, on this game. We don't know what the context is. Uh, you know, of course, they're updating the visuals. From but, what they did with Mass Effect, and Aspire is involved with this as well. This is going to be, a, like Mass Effect, one you have to have in your library because it tugs at your heartstrings. You're going to want your kids to play this. Like, no, you need to play this. You love Star Wars? Play this game. It's awesome, I swear. And this is going to be igniting that because old Knights of the Old Republic, you got to be a fan if you want to play that now. Unremade I mean, you version. Can, you can play it on your phone for $10. But, you know, like... You're not really going to be happy, like, with this remake. I don't think you'll ever truly sate the, the, the fan base with this game because it is Look at what they very did. loyal. I'm telling you, I didn't even finish Mass Effect 1. I love that fucking game again. It is possible to rekindle a fan's love for this game by doing the remake well, and that's what yeah. I, we've already seen. So I got to imagine... Bioware has to be, really start feeling tired about being shitty. You know, Anthem sucked. You need a win. You need a big win. Do you think this is like Bioware's way to kind of rekindle the old IPs and get them up and running? Just to, just to get them some capital to get out from EA's grip? It gets them like in the car shows we watch. This is a quick build. This is something that's going to get money in the door and it's going to get you back, your, your fans back saying, oh, look, they can do something well because a lot of the pop, the main populace is very short-minded. And they're like, Bioware. It's, it's not what have you done for me of all time. It's what yeah. have you done for me lately. And that's unfortunate. And But fortunate for them, we're at a point with COVID that a lot of people forgot about Anthem. Especially when they stop saying, well, fix it. What the, where'd you go? That's where they're, they're at now. Yeah, now I'm saying like, that right now. All right. We, we have coats on that shit. Just move on. You know, now we have coats on. Now we can keep going off on different things because it's not just EA who holds the, the candle at star Wars stuff. We can do this. We can do more stuff with this over here. We can shit, make an Anthem too. And make it even better. Electric boogaloo. Boom. Slap a sticker on that shit. Move on. But this is where you can show fans, hey, you can trust me again. Because after Anthem, um, Anthem really showed you, like, hey, I know the trailers from E3 are different from the final product, but what the fuck, man? The game, that, that game is not bad. It's just, it's just. It's so not short. good. It, it, so the mechanics are fine. 
the flying around mechanics are fine. The the you know the a Model T drives like a car. It doesn't mean it's like a Porsche. The, the 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 fighting the enemies are fine. The 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 control system's fine. The problem is is that they try to make it in real time game. So and that and only multiplayer. Like and the story was only like you're talking like this. And they haven't That's done it. anything like that before. No, and that they were trying to make a leaner destiny and they failed miserably. That's all they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. Because that's what it was advertised as. Yeah. It was to take away from destiny because destiny was, was failing because I mean, they were look, under Activision. At Mass Effect took a bunch of inspiration from Knights of the Old Republic original game, especially with the stylings of some of their futuristic looks. You can tell that. So that being redone, now coming back to this, I hope they segue. I hope they segue this into Jade Empire. I want them to do a Jade Empire. Hundred percent behind you on that one, man. I love Jade Empire because that was was Bioware before it was EA. It was so good. It was amazing. So good. But one other thing, this story really caught my ear when. I saw it because it made sense when you're insomniac in this next story, you have so many different ways that you can go about doing a new project. Like, Hey man, we just got done Spider-Man and miles Morales. What are we going to do? Maybe the, Oh, here, Sony, we can link off a teaser trailer for a new Wolverine game trailers below. Um, Insomniac debuted the first look at Marvel's Wolverine at the PlayStation Showcase, which is where all these trailers came from, in 2021, showing a dive bar ravaged by uh, the titular anti-hero, of course. At the teaser's uh, trailer's conclusion, Logan, uh, Logan's adamantium claws shoot out of his knuckles as he prepares to finish at the bar brawl. In keeping with the character's violent macho personality, there are no details regarding the story or gameplay of Marvel's Wolverine so far, but it's not hard to imagine what the final game could be like considering Wolverine's melee expertise and well-established lore in, uh, explored in past comics, movies, and video games. So outside of, outside of um, you know, fighting games with Wolverine and them, so Marvel vs. Capcom 2, mm-hmm. and name the one other game that Wolverine was done right. Wolverine Origins. I knew you were going to say it. It was amazing. I rented the game, and I was like, oh, whatever. I'll rent it. It was fan-fucking-tastic. It was gory. You're like, how can you do a Wolverine game right when he has that auto-heal? Well, you can still have death if he's a fucking skeleton. It's going to take him a while, and that could be a respawn. You know what I mean? There are ways around it logically that you can bring it back like, oh, hey, respawn, it took him a while to regenerate. Now he's going back at the level. You so can do with, this with right. Insomniac, with Insomniac doing Wolverine, I can also see a DLC segue between Spider-Man 2 and and Wolverine. As a like lot of people are saying that. A cross-pollination DLC, which will be the first between two different IPs. They are saying this is going to be its own full-length feature game. And it's going to be mature. So that's right along that Wolverine origin vein. Yep. To where that's where it needs to go. It's like Deadpool. You need... He has fucking 
lethal knives coming out of his fists. It's not fluffy puppies and so bunnies might, and unicorns. So you're telling me they might cause some blood? Oh, only rainbows. Oh. If you're Deadpool. Oh, right. Okay. But, you know what I mean? It's that kind of... Yeah, you need this as a rated R. You, he I is a choose, violent choose, character. Choose you, bub. <laughs> you know, I mean, in like the Marvel yeah. games when they add Wolverine in there, like, yeah, you can do slash slash. Oh, oh, you hit me. Yeah, I mean, Marvel Ultimate Alliance was awesome with with Wolverine only because it was the original voice actor from the animated series. So that that is like an asterisk, but that was like a top down view game. Yeah, you can only see. Like X Men uh, uh, Origin, uh, not X Men Origins. Uh, uh, what? What? There was a couple other games prior to Marvel yeah. Ultimate Alliance, but that Wolverine in those games was classically funny. Yeah, um, you can have that classically funny and violent in this mature game, and especially with Insomniac behind it. After having now, I guarantee you they're going to donk Spider Man Two. Especially mm-hmm. with this next story, I have to imagine that Insomniac is the story to go. It's got to be like their go-to Marvel, you know, for Marvel. Like, hey, we want to do another game. Well, let's get Insomniac to do Spider-Man Two. Let's get him to do Wolverine because here in the trailer for Spider-Man Two, they tease Craven and Venom, as well as Iron Spider Suit. Ooh. During the PlayStation Showcase, Sony debuted the first trailer for Marvel's Spider-Man 2, which will be exclusive to PlayStation 5. The trailer features a voiceover from the character that sounds like Kraven the Hunter, one of Spidey's most notorious villains. This seems clear. He's looking for the most dangerous game and has found it in both Miles Morales and Peter Parker. But there's a third character who may exceed Kraven's skills, Venom. The character has been teased by both Marvel Spider-Man games thus far, and it seems Insomniac is ready to finally utilize him. Insomniac also confirmed it's developing a Wolverine game we just talked about, uh, which will be in the same universe as the Spider-Man games. According to uh, Play It's unclear how much time has passed between the last Spider-Man game and Marvel Spider-Man 2, but Insomniac spent the time fleshing out my, in Miles his, with his own game, giving him his own story. So this just makes sense to where they already did the body switching in the first Spider-Man. Now having it between two Spider-Men and having Kraven in there and Venom, that just seems like really good story involved there. My only, my only um, thing that I'm going to be concerned about is how is this going to look like for you know Square Enix Marvel Avengers trying to put Spider-Man in there now that Insomniac's got its grip on it. I understand it's still going to come out, but I don't think we're going to get what we wanted. I'd say that 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 this game is going to hit after that, and it's just going to keep on that Spider-Man web swing that his mm-hmm. money balloon goes like, all right, well, you can do Spider-Man, but it's got to hit here because his web's going to hit here over here, and he's just going to keep web slinging along with money. Little did everybody know that Spider-Man has Scrooge McDuck money. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Spider-Man. 
<laughs> Especially after Doc Ock took over his brain for a short time in the comics and he formed Parker Industries to where he made it a super conglomerate tech company, which actually did very well in a lot of government contracts. And then Pete got his body back. But on that bombshell, we want you to go over to our end ad segment, which is this all the way. The more you know. <laughs> all the way over at 23 East State Street see, in Media, Pennsylvania. We want you, you to see hop Mark on drop over. Like a sack of potatoes. Watch him drop like a sack of potatoes because it's the Gaming DVD Exchange over there in Media. And you walk in there. He's got all the latest and greatest in video games as well as latest and retro that you want in your man cave. Do you want that old Nintendo console you used to jam on as a kid? He's got it right in there as well as a whole bunch of cases, the games and consoles he will never have in the store, probably. <laughs> but he will have a whole bunch of content in there, including everything on the $5 wall. Go in there and ask for Spider-Man 3, and he will probably have it. He's probably Maybe got another ca tr case or truckload in. Probably. Probably. <clears throat> or go in and ask for the Goonies. I don't know. This is a different movie. Just flood them with different requests. Between. Yeah, whatever you I want. I mean, Flood between Goonies one. and Justice League and uh, anything Adam Sandler, yeah, I'm ask sure for he'll the Whedon Cut Justice League. That's what you. That, yeah, Whedon Cut Justice League. That's what you yep. go in yeah, if you're a projanger and you. And ask then follow that up with Hubie Halloween. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we always want to show love to Mark and to Frank out there in our ad segments, and we come we come to our end segment. Which, of course, is what video game company would you love to work for and why? Uh, because we always hear that grind and cram session. Um, what was it? The one uh, game studio that... Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. They were praised. Like, no crunch launch and everything. And it, that just seems like a, an obvious choice right there, but... I mean, even with a crunch and all that, you know, just putting this out. This is the assuming great we knew what the hell we're doing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, well, obviously, Star Citizen it looks like a great place to work. Yeah, I could see, I could see there, Robert Space Industries, right there, cut in front, right in that long haul, but um, paying out in the end. I would say, I would say Naughty Dog, just because, uh, you know, my fond of Last of Us and Uncharted and. You know, uh, Jack and Dexter, you know, those, yeah. yeah, you know, Ratchet and Clank. I would say that. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm gonna go with Bioware. I've always, I've really loved old Bioware, but a small part of me really hopes that that old Bioware is still there and they're just clawing and scraping, trying to get out away from Anthem and into that. Knights of the Old Republic and Reign that they really got. Give me Jade Empire. Give me a new IP in that same vein that you used to do. I feel like, you know, all cards right. If I knew what I was doing and I was, you know, trained in that shit, that would be the company. I'd be like, you know what, man? Fucking loved your product. Let's get this shit going. And I'd try to help them turn it around and make it good. That's just the kind um, of person I am. So I, that's what I would want because that's a, that's a product that you know. You, what are you doing? You have a great product here. And you want to just slap sense into them and get something going good. Mm -hmm. uh, realistically, it would just probably be something I want to develop on my phone. Because then I don't have to answer anything. I'll work for Tyler. There we go. There you go. <laughs> 
and make, I don't know, multi-space merchants. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, get him on that one. That'll yeah. be the And then we'll have a Perjangers and Wallhangers multiverse in there. Yes, sir. It's where we only sell pictures of our Iron Kelly and Mark. Make an NFT of this, uh, of Cardboard Kelly. And then here. you have a character in the background of the shop saying, this is the same person. Because they're twins. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we got Robert Space Industries, Naughty Dog, and Bioware. Let us know what your game company you would love to work for. I, uh, formerly of IGN, a lot of peers, she's getting to work on God of War Ragnarok. Posting it out there on the Twitterverse that she got her dead Good shirt her. and stuff, writer. So she's working for that company. She's like, Santa Monica Ford. She loves that. And I was like, man, what company would I really love to want, want to work for? So that's a very nerdy question. Might as well pop it down in the comments and find us over here at pjandwh.com where you'll find uh, Lug Nuts and Wall Jenger Gaming and all the stuff that we do. We end off this podcast the same way with the thank yous. We want to thank you, Sheila Faulkner, Frank Percy, and Mark Gervais for liking, commenting, and supporting the podcast overall and in general. So uh, Mark has uh, Mark has wrestling event October twenty third. Uh, yes. ACPW. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yours truly will be assisting him in commentary. Uh, awesome. Um, and he also said that he wants me to bring the boys so we can you know drop them like a sack of potatoes again. So I'm all for it. I mean, if we could do like me and you like a purge hangers and wall hangers like double team clothesline for Mark. I'm there. That we might be able to work on that camera, out. live on camera. That's how you get me there. Me and you, double clotheslining, Mark, and it's like the PJ and WH bomb. Yeah, uh, the, the the multiverse hammer of war, <laughs> <laughs> multiversal clothesline. Yeah, there we go. There we go. We got our special. We got our ultimate move, and we got our. So we got our long drawn out goodbye as always. Of course, this is the Purge Angers Wall Hangers Media Network presentation of the Triforce Podcast. I am Matthew Bugrell, the Batman, your host in the Purjanger Box, our co-host, Christopher Bristow, the old man. We have our omnipotent presence that is Big Brother Stephen Bugarell, and our mascot hero of time, Link Diablo, barking in the background, letting us know that it's time to end the show. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Until then, game on, Wall Jangers! Bye-bye! Oh, no, we're going to end it. Shutting it off. Let's go, shutting it off. Ending the stream. Ending the dream. All right, bye-bye. We're doing it live. Play on the Jangers. That was a good segue. So, so if you look at if you look at the comments with me and Mark going back and forth, we're just trying to plug the show. But, I can't uh, say him anymore. <laughs> the ACPW. Yeah, yeah. With some, I say sack of potatoes, and, he, and then he's like, "Let me just tell you, Mister Chris Bristow, I hear you cheering. Never forget." It was like Frank Percy, Mister One Punch. You know what? All three of us. I, I mean, I'm serious, man. I would definitely go up on stage with the fedora. See if we can fit it we in. Get the fucking, we get the cross line, you know, boom. We think we take him down. We're high five, and he comes back, and then Frank One Punch Percy comes in to save us. Boom! That'd be the ultimate dream because that would be like a great nor- narrative storyline. 
where we thought we were like, yeah, we're taking him down too. No, motherfucker. Yeah, because he said, I was like, yeah, we could settle it on the 23rd. He's like, deal, bring your boys, I'll bring mine. So <laughs> and like, then it's like, oh, Frank, one punch Percy there? Like, damn, that would be epic. Because like, no, nah, Frank could be here. We got this. Boom, take him down. Like, ha ha, takes us down. And then Frank comes back with the, huh, I got this, boys. Bam, give, that's give, almost give. anime. Give Frank the like the ink pad where he make, where he draws and he makes make Mark like move. <laughs> oh, that would be great. He's moving around and he yeah. takes out the other guy. Yep. And then he just smacks him with the fucking pad and yep. takes him down. I fucking love that. We're right, making Frank out to be Mark. such a fucking superhero. I love that shit. That's, he will hey, love we, it. He's gonna eat it up. You know, teamwork makes the dream work, man. Let me tell hey, man, you. Man, this is why I'm your partner, brah. <laughs> I'm always looking for that angle, man. <laughs> uh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Well, that. that's a that's a pretty that's still a- picture, that, so I can't move that around. Oh, Zoom, okay. Zoom doesn't give me that functionality. I mean, I could do it in OBS if you hey, give he me can, a minute. What about snip side, tool? And then you could pull up the picture, and then you could that's just what, move That's what I just did. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. I Aren't thought it I was like the way he does it. <laughs> Dude, I've taught the oldest of people about that snip tool, especially we're like, oh, I don't have my insurance card. What kind of picture is this? Hey, man, type in that little Cortana bar snip tool. Holy shit. You're welcome. <laughs> it's like you just taught a man how to fish. And they use it all the time. But and you then you hear them say. instructing other people like, no, 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 no. Go down to snip. Like, ah, look what I did. Yeah, <laughs> it's like cancer or STD. It is. Oh, I wasn't gonna go there. Jesus. Ooh. Well, you know what they say: eat a fish, teach a guy to fish, or start a podcast right now. That's how we're going live, and um, you know, you know. What about the prospect? Did that turn out uh, any any fruits? I don't think he's going to tell you about his no? prostate. I think that's private. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. We do prostate checks on the road. No, that that, that factory is closed. <laughs> <laughs> no, no more, no more of the Aryan race pumping out of this factory. Well, I mean, the factory had to close eventually. Yes, uh, this was a fourth. Even closure. Volkswagen stopped making Beetles, like the classic Beetles. Even they stopped making them. Not George and Ringo. They are forever. Uh, no, that would be Paul and Ringo. George is dead. That was a multi-layered cake joke right there because he got a little bit of the Volkswagen Beetle joke, and then you sprinkle the original other Beetles, at least two of them in there because, you know, some are dead. Okay. What about Paul Best, the fifth non-named Beetle? He's pretty much like Roy. Well, we're not going to put him on the same level as Roy. <laughs> no. Or Jeb. By the or way, Ezekiel. how the fuck awesome. I put that as the promo. <laughs> I fucking downright cried laughing. Same here. I watched it three times. It's just, I was so intent on, you're not going to make me crack. This is an extremely hilarious joke, and I'm going to keep my face all the way through it reporter style. And I died laughing in the editing booth. It was fucking hilarious. That's why I was like, well, I found my title. How do we fit? How do we fit all of that great bit in there? Well... Roy, Jeb, Ezekiel, and the rest of the Fantastic Four Squared sounded perfect. Me me and Steve were just, we were just like assisting each other with the alley-oops, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, 
like globe trotters in that bitch. You were spinning the ball around, and you know, <laughs> from like three quarters court, and you are a bit overmodulated right now. Yeah, yeah. just a little. Um, let me see if I have a gain on here. Gain of function. How's that? Oh, worse, worse. How about that? There hey, you go. There you go. You hit the. We'll call it the sweet spot. Giggity. Right there. Right there. There you go. That's good. All right. All right. right. Excellent. Because this is the new one. This is the new mic. Okay. Just keep it a fist from the face. You should be fine. When you get really close, that's when you're going to... What the hell do you want? Yeah, like that. That's awesome. Hi. Sup? (laughs) I'm assuming you said hi because I can only see. She can't hear you. I have headphones on. That's very true. I never get that point. But I don't care. Whatever. It's just easy. What What do you need? What do you need? Hi. All right. She says hello. Hello. Tell her we said hello. We can see you. You They say hello. And they saw you. (laughs) No, go fuck off. (laughs) That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate immediate response. Like, oh, tell your parents I said hello. Like what? Fucking Thanksgiving? Yeah. All right, Ethel. I'll tell them. If I can remember who you are. Ethel says hello. You know that that's I'm sorry, not... Ethel. You haven't earned a right in the memory bank, so this is gonna go. Even at eighty, you still haven't earned a right in the memory mm-hmm. bank. Like, I'm sorry, I just okay. I don't really want to devote the memory space. To that. Don't I could do that. Memorize more useless facts about psychology. Yeah, useless facts usually fill up the whole like. I mean, you whip out a couple of useless facts, and everybody just kind of leaves you alone. Like that guy is really. Smart. Yeah, how many names do you really have to remember? Tom Cruise as Wonder Woman. (laughs) (laughs) Those were the two, right? All right. What number are we working here? We are at 253 in the Ah. Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. This is all some end credits segment material. Yeah. While Big Brother types all this in to make sure we're on the PJ page, we're good. Um, We also want them to make sure that they hit that subscribe button to show us how much they love us. Hit that like and comment below as well. Right above our cardboard, Kelly, is where you're going to find all of the Triforce podcast in a playlist. Right above my head, that's the very best Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers video for you. And, of course, as our main man Connor always says, Friends! Friends! 